Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Time with Trayan. And today I have something special planned for us. And I'm going to be reading a book called I Survived. And it is a Japanese tsunami in 2011. This book is by Lauren Parshees. So let's get on to the book. Chapter 1, March 11, 2011, at 2.46 p.m., Japan. At first, the wave was tiny. It was just a ripple in the huge Pacific Ocean, but it moved quickly, faster than a jet. And as it got closer to Japan's coast, it got bigger. It grew and grew until it was a monstrous. Wall of water, dozens of feet high, hundreds of miles long. It destroyed everything in its path. The way smashed into crowded cities, knocking down buildings, swallowing flock factories, pulling up highways and bridges. It was washed away because for the villages, blackening pies, forests, and turning rice even mud and garbage. In quite fifteen pounds, boats stumbled like ice into the streets, smashing into shops and homes. 11-year-old Ben Kudo saw the wave coming as he stood on the streets in a tiny village of Shangamau. At first, it looked to him as if a cloud of smoke was riding up over the small ocean. Was it a ship on fire? But then, siren blared. Terrified voices shouted out. Ben didn't speak Japanese, but he understood one word. Tsunami! Seconds later, the huge, flowing wave crashed into the shore. Ben and his family thought they could race away from the wave in the in a car, but the water caught them, and suddenly Ben was all by himself in the car. The wave grabbed Ben and sucked him under. The churning water twisted him, tore at him, spun him around like a bird caught in a tornado. Terror screamed through his body. He was drowning. He fought with all his might, but the water wouldn't let him go. It was as though he was in the jaws of a furious monster. And there was no escape. Chapter 2 The score was tied with 10 seconds to go. Ben grabbed the ball and dribbled down the court. He reached out to one guy who came five feet tall. The crowd cheered. As usual, Dad's voice rose up to the rest. You can do it, Ben. The clock was counting down. Four, three, two. Ben shot the ball. It fell to the bathroom, hung in the air. Ben's eyes flew open. Sat straight up in his bed, drenched with sweat, breathing hard. It took him a few seconds to remember that he wasn't at home in California. He was in his uncle's house in a tiny village of Japan. His five-year-old brother, Harry, had been asleep in his bed. Now Harry was up too. Scary dream, Harry asked, putting a little hand on Ben's clammy back. Ben shrugged off Harry's hand. Not too bad, Ben said, careful to keep his voice from shaking. He never wanted Harry to know that he felt sad or scared. And besides, the dream about Dad was never a bad dream. It was walking up that it was a short-term remember of all his words and his dad was gone. He had died four months ago in a corner of the city. from picking up a box of donuts for Ben and Harry. A few months before the accident, Dad had announced a big surprise, a family trip to Shogama, the finishing village in Japan where Dad had 
They would until he was 10. They would go and march during Ben's school vacation. They would stay with dads until 10 years. They all called him Ajahn. The Japanese words for uncle. Ben had always dreamed of visiting Shanghama. Ajahn was more like a grandfather to him than a faraway uncle. He'd come to visit them in California several times over the years. Ben had heard so many stories about dad's life growing up in the village. He couldn't wait to see it for himself, but not without dad. Ben couldn't believe it when he, his mom announced they were still taking the trip. He begged her to cancel, but mom never changed her mind. Don't be tricked by the sweet smile, dad used to say. Mom had been in the Air Force, too, before she had been. She, she's tougher than all of us. Dad always says with his proud smile, Mom wanted to go to Shungama, and so here they are. Harry got out of the bed, his dark waiter pajamas drooping in bony shoulders. Augustine's cat, Nia, was asleep at the front of the matters. Harry scooped her up. The cat had to be a hundred years old. Her black fur rubbed away in places. He was small and scrawny with a crooked tail. That looked like the letter Z. Instead of saying meow, she had a shriek that her band's ears. Ee ee! Ben wished Harry would ignore that cat so she would leave him alone. But Harry had decided that Nia was a jetty cat, Dot's waiter's special assistant. And somehow the old cat didn't mind didn't mind being dragged around the house as Harry's planned his Star Wars games, chasing invisible enemies with his lightsaber. Now, Harry rubbed his check against Nia's head and looked at Ben with his bright eyes. Will you help me climb the tree after breakfast? He asked. I need to make my wish. Not dad again. One of the stories dad told about Shogama was that the cherry trees were magic. If you can climb up to the top of the tree, dad said, you can make a wish. Ben knew that dad was just telling fairy tales. But Harry believed in everything. For the whole week, Harry had been eyeing the cherry tree in Augustine's small front yard, waiting for the rain to stop so he can climb onto the top. Now the sky was bright blue and Harry was ready. You know what I'm going to wish for, Harry said, leaning in close. His coppery eyes sparkled. I'm going to wish for Daddy to come back to us. The words hit Ben right in the throat. Harry, he said sharply, you know Dad is gone and you can't bring him back. Tears sprang into Harry's eyes. You'll see, he cried, turning and running in the north room where Nia tied his arms. Suddenly, Ben was crying too. He stood up quickly, angrily, wiping away his tears, and he pulled himself together. Ben had to be tough like Dad. During Dad's last tour in Afghanistan, why Ben was a baby, the engines of Dad had exploded. He had an eject from the plane over enemy territory. He broke his ankle on his the mountains of the fourth enemy For six days, he hid in the cave until he was finally rescued by a helicopter filled with U.S. Marines. <clears throat> ben could picture Dad standing in the darkness with steely eyes, never once stopping to moan or cry. And that's how Ben was determined to be. He wanted to find Harry. He guessed there was no harm in helping him climb a tree. But Ben was too late. He was walking toward the kitchen door and he heard Harry scream. He ran outside and there was a little, his brother, lying in his heap under the cherry tree. He was covered in blood. And we'll read chapter three tomorrow. So, bye, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.